The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 12th chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. And then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will be my servant also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. And others said, An angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we wish to see Jesus in our heart, in this church, on this cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Matters of life and death have a way of focusing our attention. Thursday morning, I got a call was from my first congregation. And I was told that someone died and they wanted me to come back and and do the, the service. And it was like, I would love to, but I can't. Because pastors have a rule that you're not supposed to go back. And Barb was a fantastic person. She was a wonderful cook. She laughed often and hard. She had to to put up with her husband, Daryl. Her son taught my son how to make car sounds in church, in the back pew. And she's gone. Life and death. She got sick on Wednesday and was dead by Thursday. So the Greeks, they don't know it. But they come to Jesus and they're talking about life and death. 
They're thinking about life. We wish to see Jesus. There's a saying that that saying is often in many pulpits. We wish to see Jesus. A reminder to the pastor that it's not just education up here, but it's learning and sharing Jesus. So the Greeks wish wish to see Jesus. And so they ask Philip. And Philip goes to Andrew. They're singled out most likely because their names are Greek. They're from Bethesda on the edge of this area where the Greeks come into Israel. They're singled out because they were the first two to bring others to Jesus in chapter 1. They're singled out because wishing to see Jesus means to be a disciple of him. But then we have that word, this hour. It doesn't stay on life, but it moves to this theme of death and eternal life. It moves from life to being with Jesus. Many people today are searching for meaning in their life. They're open to the mystery of what God can give. They're curious about things called divine. And they wonder about God. And they search for a spiritual life. In this lesson, the Greeks are coming, aren't coming to Philip asking about information about Jesus. Or to put it in our language, they're not there asking about a membership class or how to serve on a committee. They don't ask for a statement of belief. They simply want to see Jesus person to person, face to face. And it's a serious question because they are on their way to Jerusalem during the Passover. They want to experience God. People are searching for Jesus. If those Greeks showed up in our congregation, would they find Jesus? I'm not saying that to put me on the defense because I'm up here preaching. But each week, I write a sermon. I lead worship service. You take part in that worship service. You listen to the service. And we experience God together. But the question still remains. If someone is searching for Jesus, would they find him? Our worship practices 
as Lutherans go back hundreds of years. We were shaped for that pattern. We were with a generation of people who live before us, who really like the way we do worship. And that was their spiritual experience of God. Does it still work for people? John's very clear when he writes about Jesus and what they will see. Jesus is told that the Greeks are looking for him. They want to see him. And what does Jesus talk about? He talks about the cross. He's talking about the hour has come. He is to be glorified. He knows that his mission is coming to an end and that the cross will become even more important shortly. That his love for God the Father will be love to death. So the point of faith in Jesus just isn't to say, I believe. It just isn't to receive comfort. It isn't to have a spiritual experience. The point of following Jesus is that we are drawn deeply into the kingdom of God. And we show that love by having love for and service to and to sacrifice for the people around us. Jesus comes as a person who is vulnerable, as a person who has God's power, but yet will be weak in the eyes of the world. And God's justice will come through love and mercy and forgiveness, not violence upon violence. So is this the Greek Jesus that those Greeks want to see? Is this the Jesus we want to see? I don't know doesn't tell us if they believed or not, doesn't tell us if they followed Jesus or not, but what it tells us is God's heart. Jesus and God's heart are one and the same. Going to the cross, being vulnerable, being raised on the third day, that's love that's more powerful than hate. And that's life more powerful than death. And Jesus says, come follow me. This is the one who says, I will draw all people to myself. I will actually drag all people to myself.
standing in the back of the church. I heard a comment about sports people. And they talked about, oh, you should have heard the language when team number one got beat by team number 11. I don't want to talk about that language. Sports talk about the glory of Christ. I give the glory to Christ, my Lord and Savior, for being such a fantastic star. But that's not the end of the story, is it? Because how many times do those sports people say, I'm so glad Christ went to the cross, and I am going to the cross also. Doesn't happen. As we get closer and closer to Easter, the cross becomes larger. The glory is not the glory of victory. The glory is the power of the cross. The cross ends the history of disobedience in the Bible. The Son has obeyed, and through the Son's obedience, we are given the gift of participating in God's love. Through that obedience, the Son's obedience, we are justified. We are given grace before God. And now God loves us freely. But this love has a cost. It involves suffering and sacrifice. And we, as Christians, are called to follow that way. John's book, the whole book of John. The question is, where is Jesus? And the answer is, he is with the Father. Chapter 1 and chapter 14. Where is Jesus? He dwells among us. Chapter 1 and chapter 14. He is leading his followers to eternal life before his death. Chapter 12. He will not be long before he is lifted up. Chapter 12, chapter 8. He will lay down his life for his friends, chapter 15. The grain of wheat falls and dies, chapter 12. He is at the cross, chapter 17. Where is Jesus? Sir, we wish to see Jesus. It's a good phrase to end Lent on. Following Jesus is a matter of life and death. Even the death of my friend Barb. Life and death matter to those who follow Jesus. So as we go towards Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Resurrection. We remember that way back in chapter 1, 
those early disciples said, Where are you staying? And he said, Come and see. Death, poverty, economic collapse, hunger, sickness, war. It draws us always closer to Jesus. And we see his life. I am lifted up and I will draw all people. That's the purpose of the hour. Death, our focus that will give life. Glory and the cross. Glory we understand. Victory we understand. But the cross... The cross talks about death. The cross talks about suffering. The cross is horrible. And yet, it brings life. We take nothing for granted in life. We remember those precious conversations and those memories And we know that the cross gives us calm in the middle of the storm called death. We want to see Jesus. Look to the cross. Amen.